All right, welcome to another edition of The Voice Report. I'm coming to you once again from suburban Philadelphia, and it is April of 2021. You'll notice again that I haven't actually really been on in the last month or so, as I've been busy working with a new job, uh, NYC Hoops and DelawarePreps.com, part of the Rivals Network, uh, been in the New York area um, for NYC Invitational, and all proceeds benefit the late Tom Kachowski. You've got to think about how many people have been affected by COVID-19 and, and other, you know, whether it's cancer and, and, and many others. Also in Wilmington, Delaware for the team final last week, headed up to Pittsburgh, PA as yes, AAU season is officially upon us. Congratulations to Montford Academy winning its sixth national championship in school uh, history. And, uh, you know, just lots again uh, to talk about as uh, it's it's been a busy time again in the basketball world, uh, the new live period will officially open after June first. Yes, it's official. The NCAA passing a rule earlier this week that the dead period will end on June first. Coaches will be are coming back, and we're definitely looking forward to that. Um, congratulations to all the champions who won this year in all different parts of the United States. Um, I'm certainly enjoying some time off before I get ready to make my trip up for the Hoop Group Jam Fest in Pittsburgh, and I'm talking here on the line with one of my favorite coaches in God's green earth. His name is Jim Federty. He has coached at Germantown Academy for the last 30 years. He retired in 2019. He spent 10 years in the Catholic League at the defunct Bishop Egan, which is now called Conwell Egan High School. Um, He is somebody who really... And deep in his heart, and I know he wishes he could still coach, but you know what? After everything he's been through, 626 career victories, which is second all-time behind the great uh, Speedy Mars in the Interact, uh, I don't think he has a whole lot else to prove. I always say he should be in the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. I always say he's one of the most respected coaches, both on and off the court. The work that he did with the coaches versus cancer that I was fortunate enough to attend, um, he has also uh, raised three wonderful children, one of whom is now coaching in Philadelphia. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But nonetheless, Jim Federty, welcome. We have never had you here on The Voice Report. Thank you. Thank you for that great uh, intro. I'll, I'll have to send you a check. <laughs> hey, first of all, Want to get it? Want to get it going? It's it's great to talk to you. It's great to see you as always. Uh, how are you feeling these days? I'm uh, I'm actually feeling great. Um, I uh, I'm doing what the doctors are telling me. I'm walking five miles a day. Oh, and, good. Uh, um, I feel I feel terrific. I'm a very fortunate guy. Yeah, yes, I have a, a great family and great docs in there. And and uh, uh, keeping yeah. after me. Well, I want to, uh, you know what, That that's another uh, check we're going to have to send to Fran Dunphy, who says his quote best, I'm the luckiest man I've ever known, but you know what, you are also the luckiest person I've ever known. Now, you and I have, we go back so far, it's it's amazing, and I even remember it as a kid. Now, I went to Upper Dublin High School, um, and I had the chance as a kid to follow you. You've had so many great players that have come through those doors at that school, but uh, before we get to that, you were a college coach at one point. You were at Villanova, I believe. No, no, I, I, uh, I, I did that when I first started coaching. Um, I was always invited to. Uh, I was lucky enough to be invited to to work at the University of Notre Dame uh, during the summer times at their camp 
Uh, I also worked at uh, Villanova. Yes. Uh, at their camp and those kinds of okay. things. Okay. So I, I, yeah. Now, I thought that you used to because I remember, and you know I have a very, as well as anybody, you know I've got a, a very good memory. I don't forget anything important. Now, I just remembered that when you introduced Paul Hewitt at the coaches clinic at GA, I just remembered you saying, um, you know, I worked with Paul Hewitt, but I didn't realize, so that was a summer job. I, I didn't actually realize that. Yeah, and Paul and Paul was the uh, Paul was the assistant coach of Villanova yes. that recruited uh, Alvin Williams. Yes, so gotcha. I, I've, and I've known Paul for a, a very long time, and Paul has been uh, very helpful to my son Jimmy in his career as well. So uh, Paul Paul's one of those terrific guys. But, uh, yeah, Paul would uh, – Paul would always be. We always seemed to uh, work together when we were at, at the Villanova camp. With that's yes, and you, you know, again, you've been very fortunate. So I want you to take me kind of like to the uh, early '80s. So here you are at Bishop Egan High School. Um, uh, first of all, what was what was you know we we talk about how great these leagues are in this city, the Philadelphia Catholic League, which has been known as an award-winning league uh, that has seen some of the greatest high school players come in and out uh, and end up going to the college level or to the pro level. What was it like back then when you were at Bishop Egan? Well, it, it, was, some, it, was, the, the, it was when the Catholic League was the neighborhood schools. Um, and, and you had, uh, I think there were like 12 parishes, uh, with their CYO programs were, that were allowed to uh, attend uh, Bishop Egan. And so um, it's, uh, it was a whole lot different than it is right now. And right now there's open enrollment and people can do all kinds of different things. So uh, for me, I was fortunate enough that, uh, you know, I had, I had started out in CYO, coaching CYO, teaching at uh, a Catholic elementary school and was lucky enough to get a job at my alma mater, Cardinal Dougherty. And uh, Bob Harrington, uh, the late Bob Harrington, absolutely great guy. Um, he was actually instrumental in getting me into coaching because I, I, when I first moved into the Doherty area to start in ninth grade, uh, I just wasn't that good of a player. And uh, But Bob Harrington saw something and kind of said, I, I think you should coach. He said, you love the, you love the game and it seemed to be a student of the game, you should coach. And that, that basically was got, what got me started. And then uh, I was fortunate enough to, enough to meet one of the, the really nicest guys in, in the in the coaching business, Joe Repchinski, and Joe through an old friend of mine, Dave Mahalan, who was his JV coach. They said, like, look, why don't you come, why don't you come up and, and coach a freshman team at Bishop Egan? And so I did, and uh, I coached two years on the freshman team, two years on the JV team, and then Joe took the uh, North Catholic job and. Um, I was referred to the to the Egan job by uh, by Joe Rupchinski, Billy Fox, and I took the job. So I was uh, probably about, I guess I was twenty nine or thirty. Yeah, and uh, that was my first head coaching job. And you were there for ten years, uh, if I'm correct, at 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 Egan, correct? Pardon me. Ten ten years at Egan, is that correct? Yeah, I was there, I was there for uh, let's see, yeah, yeah, I think it was twelve. I think it was I was a head coach there for eight years. Okay, and then. Um, and then the uh, people at GA, um, they had invited us over for a, a Christmas tournament a couple years before, and they liked uh, they liked the way I coached, and they liked um, you know how my guys had fun playing the game. And when that job opened up, they said uh, you know we'll call you, and they actually did. And so uh, 
it was a situation where my wife and I were getting married and, and you know, if we, they offered me a teaching job, a coaching job, and the ability that if we ever had children, which, which we ultimately did, they would go to Germantown Academy for free. So it was, they, you know, they made the proverbial offer we couldn't refuse. Yeah, no, no, and, and, and I, I agree with that. Academy. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I think it was, what, 89 was the year you got hired at, the, at GA? Yeah, I got hired in, in uh, May of 89 and um, had uh, my, first, my first job was to, uh, Alvin Williams was an eighth grader and had played, in those days they were allowed to play JV, and Alvin played um, JV, um, but was thinking, his parents were thinking of, of like, well, maybe, maybe we're going to move him back to, uh, you know, one of the Catholic League teams, and uh, so my first job was, uh, I, I went down to the Sunny Hill League, because I didn't know who Alvin Williams was, and uh, was watching Sunny Hill play, and my intention was to try to find out who this great eighth grader was. Yeah. Um, I saw Alvin, and I wound up standing next to his father, not knowing that it was his father. And he, we started talking, and he said, "Like, you know, what do you think of the kid out there?" And I said, "Like, he's a natural point guard. He sees the floor." And yeah. He said, and the gentleman turned to me and shook my hand and said, "I'm Alvin Williams Senior. He's going to play for you." And so, it, it, uh, and, it, and the yeah, rest is history. Hey, hey, coach. So I wanted to bring this up. You mentioned uh, Alvin Williams, uh, and he was one of the greatest. In my opinion, he's. I know that he is considered the only, is the only McDonald All American ever to come out of Germantown Academy, a class of 1996. And somebody I, you know, when when I was a kid, my father used to take me to GA to watch a young Alvin Williams uh, play. Uh, it has come to my attention. Uh, and I forgot to mention this in the intro, but it's come to my attention that there's been a lot of coaching vacancies here in Philadelphia. Just yesterday, Sean Tate was let go as the head coach of Father Judge at his alma mater. Matt Griffin leaves Roman to pursue a coaching college career at Albany, which is a well-deserved honor. Um, but I, I noticed that um, the biggest um, rumor that's going around is um, – Alvin Williams has been linked to the Shipley job, uh, and Friend Central also looking for a coach. But but Alvin Williams could possibly come back home and possibly uh, be be a coach. You had the privilege of knowing him, like you said, when he was uh, just in eighth grade. You went to the Sunny Hill League. You shook his father's hand, Alvin Williams Sr. What was Alvin Williams really like when he first arrived on the scene? I'll say that we are still, uh, he's a member of, the, of our family. Um, we, we talk pretty much uh, once every once every week. And uh, if uh, if Alvin ever decides that he wants to coach, uh, he would be a, a, an absolutely terrific coach. He, he is a he is a quintessential uh, great teammate. Um, he Alvin is the kind of kid that when he when he grew into into his body and everything, he probably his sophomore year. Alvin was the type of kid that could score forty a game if he wanted to, but he wanted to build his team up to be winners. And so what he did was he would score twenty twenty five a game, but he also would make his teammates so much better. And the team went. We went from uh, you know Owen Owen ten in the interact his freshman year to. 24 and one his senior year, and two two interact titles, and he did that um, while making everybody else on on the team just 
they just loved playing with him because he just he just was a consummate teammate. And uh, in my mind, uh, Alvin is is like I said, he, he's a member of our family. We still talk, and and you know anybody that that convinces him to uh, coach is doing a wise thing. Yeah, and, no, no. And since uh, since uh, if if you said you said who'd you say Shipley? I I said that uh, he was late. Well, Mike. Michael Turner is the is the uh, headmaster. That is correct. At Shipley and and Pup is, a, is a, Michael is a GA grad and played ball for me, and uh, was there with Alvin. So um, <laughs> and Michael Michael's no dummy. No, no, and he has, like I said, and I, you know, when they Alvin, that, that would make sense. No, no, and and they let Phil, like I said, they let Phil go. Um, yeah. Uh, D. Ambrosio go because of uh, other purposes. I know a lot of that was linked to the uh, to the COVID. Uh, it's just some rules that that unfortunately he had violated. But uh, you know, when when I spoke to Phil last week, he had said the first name that came to mind was Alvin Williams, and I I I actually was with Mark Jackson at Team Finals event last weekend, and I said to Mark, I said, "What would you say?" If I told you that Alvin Williams has been linked to the job at Shipley, and what the first thing I think he said was, just like you're saying, he's a heck of a human being. Uh, he's a great. He would be such a great mind and an amazing asset. Uh, but there's a problem with that. He's working in Toronto. Believe me, if I if I wanted to see Alvin Williams coach at a school like Shipley. I would be honored. I he worked for you for two years, I believe, as an assistant, and the kids loved him. He really is iron class. He's the only All American. The history of the school, uh, you know, his number is still there um, at your school. Um, it's amazing what 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 he's definitely become. Let's move on to uh, so. Uh, I say how you and I have an amazing history together. It was back in 2012. Um, I and, and you know I'm, I'm a journalist and I'm I'm not ashamed of it. Um, there was that incident that took place between me and you, where accidentally I made a young Aaron Fetterty cry. Boy, <laughs> she. Uh, she she has forgiven you. For, I know. Uh, <laughs> she does remind you of the fact that even though you didn't think GA was going to win that game, GA did win that game. She, 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 will, she will never let you forget that. <laughs> you know, so but she, you know, she will always tell you never, never do it against her father. <laughs> but but I always tell people that um, even though Jim Fetterty. You know, everybody. This is this is why I have to stop listening to other coaches because they always say, "Well, Jim Fetterty does this and Jim Fetterty does that," um, and they all say, but they always end with the same thing. Jim Fetterty is the nicest guy in the world. If he is going to do something for someone, if he says he's going to do it, he does it. And you did that a lot for. Uh, over the years with the coaches versus cancer, uh, you you were now before you did the clinic. You were heavily involved with coaches versus cancer. How long actually total time? Well, when when Fran when Fran Dunphy and Phil Martelli decided to put it together and then decided to go to high schools, um, they uh, they 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 kind of contacted me, and so. I guess I was in from the very beginning when it when it became the, um, a high school situation because prior to that, 
we had done a number of things for uh, the Ronald McDonald House. We had created a tournament for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. But, uh, Wish, you know, there's one thing that I felt that as a coach uh, you had to you had to make your kids know that uh, they were going to be a part of something bigger than themselves. It helped it helped them in every phase of, of their life, uh, whether it be playing the game or playing the game of life. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm – I'm still on the board and uh, still trying to do some stuff. I, I'm involved in their uh, road, to, road to recovery program in which we, which I drive some people to uh, their treatments. We can't, haven't been able to do it because of the uh, COVID. COVID. Yeah. But uh, it's supposed to start back up uh, in the beginning of May, and I'm uh, anxious to do that. And you know, I've been ble- I've been blessed. So uh, it's time. It, I'm trying to always trying to give back. I drive for meals for wheels. Um, that kind of thing, and you know, it's uh, it's important. I always, yeah, and I always tell people it's got to be nice with Super Mario because everybody's always said you look so much like the Mario Brothers. <laughs> not, not Bradley Super. Well, you are in some way. You are super. Super is definitely a word I could definitely say uh, about Jim Faraday. Now, in 2012, that same year. Um, and and that's kind of when like my mood changed about well oh, come on let, let's be honest it's always I've always had I've always had respect for you you've always been one of my favorite coaches whether I was a kid watching you coach or or then getting to know you through the Scholastic Play by Play Network of Jeremy Treatment but in 2012 it seemed kind of like your life had sort of changed um, you had um, sort of a, a blood cell it was like a like a red white blood cell it was called polycythemia which uh, is a rare blood cancer it's a it's a form of uh it's a form of blood cancer correct um, correct it's, it's uh polycythemia there polycythemia I've, I've been dealing with that since 2012 and um and you know i have great docs and, and i i do what they tell me and uh you know i'm i'm a, i'm very very fortunate um there's a lot of people with a lot more serious uh forms and 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 uh, limitations on what they can do, but the docs let me uh, as long as I do what I'm. Oh, I was told they they let me coach for as long as I could. Well, I want to take. I want to go through that day, 2012. Uh, you were set to coach against uh, Malvern Prep. Now Malvern, out of the goodness of their heart, had uh, had had canceled their game after they had found out what was actually happening that day. Uh, take me through that official day. That led up to the cancellation. Yeah, I was I was teaching class, um, teaching uh, constitutional law, GA class called Civil Liberties. My daughter Erin was in the class, and uh, I uh, I went numb on the uh, my, my entire right side, my face, my arm, my leg, the whole bit. But we had a game that day, so I just kept on teaching. And luckily, there was another teacher in the room who was observing, and he he kind of helped me out. And but Erin. Um, I guess this is a forerunner to her becoming a, a, a nurse. Uh, she she called the uh, she texted the the school nurse and said something's wrong with my dad. And uh, so I kind of by the end of the class, my leg came back, so I started walking down. And when I got down to the, my office, um, there were a whole bunch of people there, and they just said, "Look, you are you're not you're not looking good." Um, and I said, well, we have a game, so I'll, I'll go see the doc after the game. And they said, no, you're not doing that. So um, the athletic director at Malvern that time was a former assistant of mine, Kurt Rock. Yep. So they uh, so they had called they had called Kurt, 
told him what the situation was, and he said, we'll postpone the game. Tell Jim not to worry about it. So I wound up in the hospital. And then, um, uh, you know, they, they didn't know exactly what was wrong with me, um, but they did a whole bunch of tests and came back and said, there's something wrong with your blood. And I said, well, <laughs> how do I control that? And then they, luckily there was a, a, a specialist there who was teaching other doctors about this rare blood disease and he came up and he said this is what you have and there's one in the it's it there's only a million people in the world that have it um but i was a lucky one and uh but it it it, it is uh it's not it can never be cured but it's treated treatable and um you know they're working on on possibility of a cure so and you know they just said you know i couldn't i couldn't come back that year to uh, coach, but I did go back to teach. And then the following year, they said, uh, you, uh, "Do what you do what you like doing." And I love I love teaching and coaching, so I went back. But I, I did do what what they tell me, and so I'm very fortunate. Yeah, I, like I said, there's you were you were some of yeah. these people that I'm driving to their their uh, to their treatments for cancer um, are in a lot worse shape than me, but they have incredible spirits. They're the real angels. So and. And you were, as I remember correctly, um, you told me this. I think we were at the palestra uh, for for a team camp. You had said, "Had I um, not gone to see the nurse uh, that day, I probably would not even be standing here talking to you. I mean, we probably wouldn't even be having this conversation right now." Yeah, that's that's what the docs told me. I think they were trying. I think they were trying to make sure they got my attention that I that I knew that this was something serious because coaches have a tendency to poo poo stuff like that and, sure um then we, we we definitely shouldn't and uh he just kind of said uh you know if you if you had gone to that game you had been on the floor and uh your your sister your daughter was your uh scorekeeper that would not have been a good thing and no I, no not, Doc, so, and know. i and your daughter who like i said is 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 one of my favorite people she has been uh somebody that i've gotten along with even after a slow start um i've always <laughs> said that someday Aaron Fetterty is going to make a difference in the world, and 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 you know what? She has done that. She's an incredible nurse. I, um, you know, you, you've also had a great marriage as well. How long? How long have you actually been married to your wife, Mary? Uh, we are working on uh, year number thirty-three. Wow! And 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 was your wife okay with all the years that you've ever coached? Uh, my wife is. Uh, if you're going to be a coach, and you want to get married, you better marry someone that understands what the what the requirements are, what the uh, what the what the challenges are. And uh, Mary has always been uh, my biggest fan, and she's always allowed me to be myself, which yeah. uh, I think is crucial. And then, and if I've had any success at all, it's due to the support I've had from my family. So that's, you're lucky. That's what works. Yeah, and she's, like I said, she is definitely, in my opinion, uh, and she's somebody that I've always been fortunate. And I'll never forget when I was at a game um, and she had asked you if she if you had wanted some chicken noodle soup. And I, I wanted some of that. And she said, well, get your own soup. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, wanted to bring up, um, you know that I've spent a lot of time at your school over these past uh, 10 years and one of those included uh, a gentleman by the name of Taggart, um, Team Taggart, one of my favorite uh, foundations. And we lost him, unfortunately, a few years ago. I went to the funeral showing my respect. Um, what do you remember most about 
about that. Because if you remember correctly, his freshman year, his first ever game, I was there and he was about to announce and I even gave him a couple of uh, pointers. It seemed to me that from then to his senior year, where, or I should say, I think it was his, he didn't, he made it towards his senior year. He did not, uh, he was there, of course, you know, with the graduation spirit, but he was able to do the Team Taggart Foundation. He came and he always said that I was like an inspiration to him. What do you remember the most about him? Bobby was, uh, Bobby was a middle school basketball player at Germantown Academy and baseball. Baseball was his love. And he loved, he loved, he loved sports, period. And, uh, uh, when he was, uh, playing a basketball game in, uh, I, I believe it was seventh grade at GA, um, he, uh, he felt like he had hurt his leg. And so, uh, the middle school coach, uh, came to me and said, like, you know, you know, his legs, we, I said, well, let's get him right down to the nurse and, and she said, you know, I think I think he, he should see the uh, orthopedic doc. So we have an orthopedic doc that comes in, and they went and saw him, and he said, like, I think we need some x-rays. And, and the x-rays turned out to be that uh, Bobby had a, a rare form of, of cancer in his leg. And, uh, uh, you know, it was a blow to everybody. Um, but Bobby had a spirit that um, motivated everybody to, to just be appreciative of, of what we have. And unfortunately, um, you know, Bobby, it got worse and, uh, Bobby had multiple surgeries, but it just, it just, you know, wasn't, wasn't good. But Bobby did not want to stop, uh, being involved in the basketball and the baseball program. And so, uh, he said like, you know, maybe I'll just be a manager. And I said, well, why don't you, what would you like to do? And he said, I'd like to be an announcer. So, um, Bobby was the announcer for our basketball games for as long as he was healthy. And, um, you know, unfortunately, he didn't make it, but um, there's a saying that, you know, Bobby's spirit never left any of us. And uh, the experience of, of, of being with Bobby was terrific, and uh, he was a huge Villanova fan, and, and um, you know, I, we got him hooked up with Jay Wright, and uh, I, I to this day I'm internally grateful to Jay and his staff because they uh, they adopted Bobby and, and uh and helped him through the Make-A-Wish Foundation, but they also, you know, the, he, he, you know, he, he became a member of the of the GA basketball program, the GA baseball program, and um, and uh, the Villanova basketball program. So, uh, and Bobby, Bobby still, uh, Bobby still a big part of uh, of our lives. Yeah, no, he's he was an amazing person. I got a ch- even with the Team Taggart event where um, yeah. I got a chance to announce. You had actually contacted me and said Bobby would like you to announce yeah. that game. We want you on the mic because uh, Bobby requested that you do the GA versus LaSalle game. And all proceeds are going yeah. to Team Taggart, and I, I, you know, like I said, I was I was honored to to speak with uh, to speak with him that night. He did come in the second half, and you know he was he's an amazing person, and you know he'll never be forgotten. It's somebody that when I do think of GA, he's definitely among the uh, the people uh, that I think of. So um, yeah. with you, it was just you had such a storybook career uh, in regards to coaching. You coached some of my kids from from Upper Dublin, actually, Larry Sharp, but you also coached. Um, you know, people like Matt Walsh and Ted Scooches and Lee Melchioti and, and Alvin, and you coached, uh, you know, uh, uh, just uh, Jimmy Hammer and Bo Jones and, uh, 
you know, uh, Lee's brother, Ryan and Cameron Ayers and all in all, it just seems, you know, like Speedy Morris, to quote Speedy Morris, you really have been blessed with so many great talent. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, one of the things you look back is is you say that uh, you know when you when you build a team, you actually build a program, and so uh, and and you and you establish a culture, and uh, and the the culture is the kids that you bring into your program, the kids that are a part of your program. The thing that I was most pleased about is when I first got the GA, the first thing I wanted to do was establish a program for little kids. And so I did that, and it ran for 30 years, and, and now Matt Dolan, our new coach, who does a great job, he's, he's taking it over, and I was really glad to see that. Um, because an awful lot of those kids um, who started it as, like, you know, first graders and second graders, some of them were at GA, some of them were not at TA, but they, they just they, they learned the game and just had fun. And then they, they went and became a part of our uh, – you know of of our program, and and some of them were good enough to be able to play. And uh, in fact, the team that that won the state championship, and for a while there, until Bernie Rogers and Haverford team the other, a few years ago, we were the only interact team that had won that state championship. Yeah, you've won seventeen league championships, which is certainly yeah. yeah and uh, but it was it was you know the state cha- uh, of that team there were there were twelve guys on that team, and ten of them had, had started out in the little kids program. So. I, I felt I felt you know that uh, we I knew the kids from the time that they were like first and second graders. Yeah. And then the kids that came in, they 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 already when they when if you came in new to GA probably like in sixth grade, or seventh grade, eighth grade, something like that, um, they got right with these other guys who had been in the program since they were fresh since they were first graders. And and, and two uh, yeah. And so they they kind of like they just they they were welcoming and it was a good. Thing. Yeah. And two of them. I've been very lucky. Yes, yes, indeed. And two of them uh, recently um, were as recent as I guess you could say one last name, Longino, Jordan Longino, who's headed to Villanova this coming year, broke the record set by Alvin Williams as GA's all-time league scorer. And right behind him at number three is his brother Double E, as we call him, Evan Eric. Uh, you were very fortunate to be a part of that, although you did not coach those two. Uh, well, you no. I'm sorry. You coached Evan, but you did not coach coached, Jordan his senior year. I coached, I coached Jordan the freshman and sophomore year. That's and correct. I got sick. Yeah, and I want to talk about that. And so and Jordan, Jordan, I was I was lucky that the Longino family. Mom is terrific. Dad is a great great person. Um, they, I was in the summertime. Uh, I was running a camp up here in Jamison, where we live. And uh, Evan started, uh, I think Evan started it when he was, he, he went to it when he, I think he was about six. And I think Jordan might, might have lied about his age and started when he was probably about four. <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, they're, they're great friends of the family. And, and uh, the two of those guys, they made me look like a good coach for a long time. Yeah, good, good. Uh, two of the nicest people I've ever, in my opinion. And like you said, a wonderful, wonderful family. I. I, I still talk to the mom on, on a couple of occasions. I even texted her uh, congratulating uh, her when Jordan got the record. Jordan's a phenomenal human being. I, I really do wish him the, the very best at Villanova. I want you to take me through 
in 2019 when you were, because a lot of people are still saying Jim Fetterty would still be coaching today if he hadn't had, you know, some some minor health type of issues. Now, obviously, I'm trying to, I'm stretching it out. I, I know that it was a little, it was serious. Um, but to me, Jim Fetterty, you know, I was watching last night on YouTube, Bob Euchre uh, calling the NLCS, I think it was like five years ago, and Joe Buck basically saying Bob Euchre and, and baseball go well together. Well, I hate to say this, but I think Jim Fetterty and basketball actually go well together. You're so well loved by everybody that that you come in contact with. Uh, you have helped children, like you said. You're being very kind there, Voice. It's... um. You know, it's um, that year was. Um, I, I knew that I wasn't. Uh, I knew that I wasn't feeling well, and I had gone to the the headmaster because I was I was um, sixty sixty eight at that time, and I was going. I went to the headmaster prior to the school year starting and said, "Listen, I, I don't know how much longer I, I'm you know I'm going to be able to do this because I am fighting the, the you know blood cancer and the whole bit." And he just said, "No, don't announce it. Go through the season and let's see." And so in in uh, January, uh, after uh, Christmas break, and I, I knew I, I just wasn't feeling well, and I thought it was just AIDS. I thought it was just it was time. Um, so I went and I said, "Listen, you know, we have an AD, an athletic director who is not from the area. Um, this will give you a chance. Let's announce it." And he said, "Like, well, the kids." And I said, "The kids will play hard. They always do." And so, um, so we they they announced it, and. Uh, that night, uh, you know, we uh, I came home and every, everything was good. My son had come home from from uh, from uh, I guess he, I guess Jimmy was coaching at, at Lafayette at the time. And, yeah. Um, uh, it, it was uh, um, he he was home and and they you know we worried like you know hey you, you gonna miss this and I said well I'll miss it but you know I just think I think there comes a time when you know it's time to step down. Well, unfortunately, that night, that very night, in the middle of the night, I suffered a major heart attack. Yes. Um, yes. And so wound up wound up uh, being uh, in the hospital. And at that point, the doc said, I know you're in the middle of your season, but your season is over. And so, um, you know, that was that was just, uh, you know, I, 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 the, the good Lord was, was telling me, uh, Jenna, it's time for you to stop. So I stopped it after a 40 some year career and uh I, I was able to uh was able to to uh walk away and and um you know um i was still able to teach and i taught for a year after that uh but then uh you know it's it's you know uh it, 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 what i worry about all the time um jake is is that um uh, when you i don't think in this, in the climate today, that young guys have as much opportunity as Jim Fennerty had. I had a chance to learn my craft, um, and uh, you know, I, I went through Egan, and there were some lean times then because you just played with the guys that you had in the neighborhood. Um, and then GA um, saw something in me and offered me a great opportunity, and then we had success there. But um, uh, you know, it, it, in today's world, you get you know. I think people are looking for instant gratification so that there's an awful lot of good young people that are coaching now, right now, that I don't know that they're going to get that time. And I think that that's a shame because, uh, 
You know, you take a, guy, a young guy like you mentioned, Sean Tate. Sean Tate is, is an excellent coach yes. and, and a terrific person and a great mentor to a lot of kids. And it's a shame that, that he's not going to be coaching a father judge anymore. Yeah, no, it, it's disappointing. And, and, and I, I, you know, you mentioned your son. You coached him and, uh, uh, you know, all three of your children went to, to GA and you're a grandfather now. Uh, I, you know, I've met your oldest daughter who's as sweet as they get. Uh, you mentioned your son Jimmy, who's he's got a lot of things going. First off, he is back at his alma mater, Temple. He is getting married. Uh, he's getting married pretty soon, if I'm correct. Yeah, he gets married in October. And, and listen, he, he'll, he'll get mad at you. He'll get mad at you, Jake, if you, if you if you give him too much publicity. He graduated from Dickinson College, where he played for a great coach, Al Soretti. and then uh, Fran Dunphy offered him a graduate assistantship at Temple. So Jimmy got his master's down there and got a master's in basketball from Fran Dunphy. And then uh, when that was completed in two years, uh, Franny O'Hanlon at Lafayette yeah. offered Jimmy a, a full-time coaching job. And, and, uh, and Jimmy was there for four years. And then, uh, and then when Aaron, uh, Aaron McKee got the job at Temple, um, he reached out to Jimmy and said, how would you like to come home and, and, uh, and be in Philadelphia? And, and Jimmy, uh, he 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 was reluctant because uh, Franny O'Hanlon means the world to him. Well, what? But, yeah. But he he also had had a chance when he was a graduate assistant to work with Aaron, and he thinks the world of him. And but Franny but o, right. know, true to his character, told when Jimmy said to him, "Listen, coach, I've, I've been offered this job," and Franny said, "You are going to take it. It is your next step in your career." So I am thrilled that he's he's had he's been able to work in programs that with with great great people. And um, so he's now an assistant coach at Temple, and and they're they're trying they're building that program up, and look out for the Owls next year and the year after. They're going to be pretty good. But as a dad, you have the opportunity to watch your son coach now that you're officially away from the game. What does it mean to you? What you taught him when he was playing at GA? How much success, do you feel like that that? Will bring more success to the already legacy of the Federity family. I mean, this is again well, now a family of coaches. About, what I worry about, what what I was most pleased about is, and it happened when we went to Lafayette because we went to any of the Lafayette home games we possibly could do, and uh, and now at Temple we try to get there too. Um, is when we've walked into the facility, um, and you know, for the parents, they usually have like a separate place where you sit. We would walk in, and I remember it the first time we walked into Lafayette and the first time we walked in, multiple times that we walked in the temple, where the, the people that work there, and they would say, well, he said, you know, I'm, I'm Jimmy Fennerty's dad, and they said, oh, my God. Jimmy, Jimmy, he reaches out to all the people there. He treats everybody, whether it's the man with the clean, sweeping up and, or, or it's, or it's uh, you know, uh, the, um, a big-time coach. He treats them with respect, and so I'm really proud of that. I think I think Jimmy will, you know, the game is a tough game, um, but um, I, I just sit there, and uh, people are, are amazed that I sit there and then I don't say anything. I'm just sitting there as a proud dad. That's all. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy my kid is doing what he wants to do, and and he does it well. Yes, he does, and I know he learned from it. You know, 47 years coaching in basketball. What is the one thing? At, as we look back on your amazingly career, what is the one thing we look back on uh, that you look back on that you did so well and, and, and wish you could kind of do all over again? Well, I, I don't, I don't know that, uh, 
I don't know that I, I, I would like to do it all over again. I think I think when you, what you do is you do the best you can for as long as you can, and then you enjoy enjoy every minute of it. I, I think I was able to meet incredible people. I was able to work with incredible guys and who love playing the game. And um, I I I've always said that you know my my, my players still bust on me and. They say, like, Coach, you, you know, you always said you got to play the game with a smile in your heart. And I, and I meant that. I, I wanted guys that love playing the game. And, in fact, of the recent NCAA tournament, um, you know, we, you know, at GA, we played a lot of really great guys. We played against Kobe. We played against LeBron. We played against Kevin Durant. Well, the, when the tournament started this year, I, I got about 15 calls from former players who uh, we played against Luca Garza, and and we beat them down in D.C. when he played for Murray. Yeah, um, in in a, in the in the St. Albans tournament, and uh, so they kept calling back saying, oh, like, "We played that guy, you know, we beat them." And um, you know, and and uh, Devin Goodman was you know saying, "Coach, you know," and and they don't remember scores; they just remember the experiences. And so that to me made me a successful coach. The wins and, and losses, you know, that's all part of it. The W's are great. All the honors are, are, are great, uh, you know. But but um, the fact that these kids, like, they had lifetime experiences playing basketball at, at Egan for me and, and, and at Germantown Academy. And so, you know, I'm, I'm glad about that. I think that's my legacy. You are a standout person and coach. I've always been proud to uh, to call you my friend. Jake Schwartz here on The Voice Report with the all-time winningest coach in Germantown Academy basketball history, Jim Fetterty, who, again, I'm glad to hear that he is in a good state of mind. His son continuing the family tradition. Uh, continued success, uh, Coach Fetterty, and uh, I, I really do hope to catch up with you soon. We don't spend enough time talking together, my friend. Well, once this once this pandemic gets got away, then and 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 the good things are happening. Uh, we'll be out we'll be out watching games again. So it'll be it'll be fun. So you take care of yourself, man. I'm proud God, of you. You're doing a great job. God bless you, Coach Jake Schwartz again. Jim Federer here on the Voice Report.